It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Thursday, January 19th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna piss cast. It is. I got a message from a friend of the show, Carly, yesterday. And she said, I normally hate change, but I'm loving the new sound and name of the podcast. Oh, good. New and fresh. Good work. Thanks for the daily podcast that keep me laughing and forever learning something new. Well, you gotta th- we got to thank our uh, producer, Logan, because he's the one who... Refreshed. Who refreshed it. He made we it didn't sound do crap way. all. Yeah, nope. just started changing the name to Beckler and Shauna when we speak. That's it. And you should be saying, seeing the new podcast logo now in your uploads as well. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe I screwed that up still. I'm not sure. It'll eventually come. <laughs> Takes a little while. I'm running a bit behind today, so this is your out-of-context clip of the show. Maybe what you're a- just a little bit of a puss, and it was just, you know... <laughs> The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. For some reason, I got thinking about this yesterday. When you were a kid, Beckler, what was the candy of choice? The one that you would eat all the time? Was there one in particular? Yeah, but I don't know if mine was the same as everybody else's. Okay, well, give me yours. Uh, I liked Big Feet. (laughs) Okay, this is weird. strange answer. Hold hold on, because your wife has enormous feet, and you as a child like the Big Feet candy. So it It all began as a child. Wow, Wow, that Uh, was... It Some all adds up. Foreshadowing. Are for you your a psychologist? <laughs> <laughs> Tell my kid of that when you get home. Hey, I, I know why we're here. That's hilarious. I know why we're together. Yeah, okay? those are my favorite candies. The big red job. feet. That and is now my big... wife has giant dogs, <laughs> huge walkers on the girl. Enormous. Could almost share shoes. Like as you when you grew up, did you find those things attractive a lot? Like just those <laughs> red candies? Like you uh, eat them, but first, you know. Maybe there's something sub- subconscious going on there. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't um, think that was the answer you were looking for, was no, it? No. Well, no. no I was. I am always just curious because everybody likes different things, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it totally differs. For me, I mean, Reese's peanut butter cups, which is kind of a cliche, but that was a huge one for me. Um, I was looking into the like candy of each year and the most popular candy per year. Okay. And I don't know why I came across this list yesterday, but it was funny because there were some things on it that I actually forgot about. Um, do you remember Push Pops? Yes. Totally yes, forgot I did. about They're Push still Pops. Around. Yeah, they yep. are. All of these still are. Um, the most popular candy in 88 when I was born was Bubble Tape. Oh, Bubble Tape is great. I mean, mm-hmm. it loses its flavor quickly. Yeah. But if you just ram a whole bunch in there, you totally. get little huge bubbles. That's it. Yeah, and the just, flavor's great when it's there. That's the problem is you go through the whole thing at once because you put the big wad in and then you, it's like loses flavor. I'm like, okay, toss it, next big wad. Then. Yeah, bubble tape might be up there on the list of goat of gum. Yeah. Along with like big league chew, it's go- hollow yep. bubba, mm-hmm. double, bubba, double bubble. Warming oh, up the yeah. mouth here nice and early, sorry. Uh, in 98, it was baby bottle pops. Do you remember those? Sure do, the sugar when the, yeah. And that one flashed me back to, I was like, do you realize that at that time, okay, because that would have been when we were about 10 years old, and apparently that's like kind of your biggest candy consumption is between 10 and 11. That makes sense. So baby bottle pops, I was like, along with Fun Dip and Pixie Sticks. Straight sugar. Straight sugar. Back <laughs> then it was literally, you might as well have just taken the white granular sugar bag yep. and just dipped in there and been like, here kids, <laughs> save yourself some money. No kidding. It's just, what can we dip in sugar? Yeah. Everything, it was sugar, like Fun different. Dip was sugar based, like dipped in sugar. Yes. Different delivery vessels for straight sugar. Hmm. You want some sugar? Okay. Let's make you put the sugar on the sugar and then eat that sugar. Right. I always loved five cent candies. Mm. Back when you could like pick out your own and make your own bag. You can't do that anymore. You can only get the prepackaged oh, bags. Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't know if that was a COVID casualty or if that happened before COVID. I hope that but, comes back. You know, you used to take little tongs yep. 
and you'd make your bag of five cent candies and you'd go up to the till and they'd say, how many? And you'd say 10, even though there was like 30 in there and they knew. And then you'd taste you test knew. a couple. Was it just me? <laughs> yeah. I'd open the bin and be like, mm, no, that's good. Maybe that's why five cent candies aren't around anymore. Then they became 10 cent candies and then they just, they kind of went away and now you could only get the... I don't like eggs. the prepackaged. No, I don't want that. No, I want to be able lots to pick that my I own. Don't want. Exactly. Yeah, you need extra big feet. <laughs> you then go home and have romance. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. We got into some fart chat yesterday. We were chatting about. It wasn't, it wasn't our fault. No. It was the poet James Joyce's fault. It was his fault. He loves farts. Um, yes, he's very, <laughs> very good with fart poetry, uh, if you're interested. Uh, but it got me thinking about where the word fart came from. Okay? My God. So I looked into we it. We are highbrow. We are really highbrow here. <laughs> but these are the things that we'd like to know. This is the very intelligent side of farting, where it comes from. So it comes from the Old English fjorting, which comes from... <laughs> Yes, I'm going to be I using I'm already out. all of these terms, okay, in Fjort. future. Who fjorted? I fjorted. <laughs> I don't know why. I use, it's old English. It's not. It sounds Swedish, but I'm saying it. Fjorting. It does sound Swedish. sounds like there should be a J Ooh, in there. I fjorted. Is it F-J-O-R-T? No, no, no. no. it's not? It's, it's I wish F-E-O. it was. It should be. Yeah, fjorted. A, f- a fjort sounds like a, spe- a specific type. It totally you know, like does. It might go... Mm. Yep. <laughs> it actually reminds me of a sailboat, strangely, but also a fart. I've yachted. Sorry, I'll stop saying it that way. Um, that comes from the German Fersen, okay? Which also, I'm a big fan of. A Fersen! Oi, Fersen! <laughs> okay, are we being insensitive here? No, I'm sorry. No, not at all. Okay, uh, this literally all, though, translates very simply to breaking wind. Uh, so it's very simple that way. The funny thing, though, in French, it's called a Peter. Also a great name for a fart. Spelled I petered. Like I think it is. Yep. Just, P-E-T-E-R. Yep. Yep. I petered. I also like that one. <laughs> Who and then in, in Polish, it's purted. I purted. All of, like, see what I mean? This is all. I was like, I have so many words for farts. Fjorting. Still my favorite. Uh, what's really funny, though, is fart is one of the oldest vulgar words we have. It's been around since 1250. In fact, the word fart came before we had a word for buttocks. So we knew the sound and we, we labeled that yeah. before, of course, we labeled what it came out of. Because, I believe that. Again, it's just something that we all laughed at since the dawn of time. I think I've always said, I think the three, the, the first three jokes in history, the first three, to go back to when we were cave people, yep. they were still laughing about these three things. One mm-hmm. is farting, yep. uh, man dressed in woman's clothing, yep. and then the third one would be someone hurting themselves, getting hit in the balls. Totally. Well, those would be the, the, that's been funny since the dawn of time. Like Adam and Eve so, were sitting around in silence and all of a sudden she was like, we <laughs> She used the. <laughs> what, what, what language was that from? Uh, that's from the old English, but yeah. or or he fersen. I don't know why she that's used the pretty, Germanic yeah, term. Totally fersen, fersen. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Peter. <laughs> Who Peter? Okay. Etymology with Shauna. The Bagler and Shauna podcast. Okay, another conspiracy. Did we have one yesterday or the we, day before? I don't know, but it's been a lot. It feels like a lot. Um, it's been a lot of coming hot with them. I got a lot to say. Okay. <laughs> did you see the story about Greta Thunberg? I did. A young climate activist. Mm-hmm. How dare you? She was. She got arrested at a protest in Germany the other day. They're planning to build this. Um, they're planning to tear down this abandoned town and build a coal mine there. Right. Because Germany is back on the coal hard since they were cut off from natural gas from Russia. Right. Uh, so. 
Greta was there with a few thousand other people. She was arrested. There are photos of her being like physically carried away, mm-hmm. lifted up off the ground and carried away by police in riot gear. But then a video surfaced showing her standing with the police just before she was taken away. And they're sta- she's standing there. They're holding her arms and she's smiling. Seems like they're almost taking photos for the camera. Yeah. And some people saw this video and felt that was proof that the arrest was staged. The whole thing was staged. Why would she be taking photos with the police before they carry her off? Spicy. Super spicy. spicy. So the German police responded and they said, no, it wasn't staged. What happens is that these large-scale protests like this, and they're arresting multiple people, they have to wait for vehicles. So they were just standing with her, waiting until... Hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know, a van could come and pick her up and take her off to jail or... It was weird, though, because even the footage of her being carried away, she has this creepy smug look on her face. Like, when she's being physically carried, she's kind of just, like, smiling the whole way. And I'm like... Yeah? I don't... Yeah, there's something that's a little uncanny about her. But, yeah. Um, she... The thing that, that I... The odd thing to me is that, like, she's standing on her own two feet waiting. Mm. And then then she gets... Ragdolled out of it, then she decides to go like boneless, and she's like, "Okay, now I'm not, I'm not cooperating anymore." Unless the two things happen in the opposite, which is order. what I was guessing. But yeah, Unless even they still, it's just ragdolled her out of there, and then she was like, "She's like, all right, fine, I've lost. I'm going to mm-hmm. stand here and wait, wait to get carted off." So weird. I don't know. The whole thing was very strange. Very yeah. strange. Getting ragdolled out of a protest is so cool, isn't it, Shauna? Yeah. Like, remember when Bernie Sanders was running the first time and then all these old photos started coming up of him when he was younger, just getting ragdolled out of protests? Seems like he spent a lot of time getting ragdolled out of protests when he was a young guy. It's a great photo op. You Is know? it ever? You know how we have Helped all these... campaign. We have all these, like, concept bars that come along where you, like, just different concepts where you can take great Instagram photos? <laughs> That's what they should have, a protest concept bar where everybody can get their photo taken with police just ragdolling them out of there. Like, out of my there. turn! My turn! <laughs> I was thinking, you and I need to get ragdolled totally. on something. Yep. It just adds to your cred so much. It's the next million dollar idea right there, though. Next concept bar, everybody. You listening? The get, protest bar. Get ragdolled out. Ragdolled out. <laughs> Everybody's just carried out the door one by one. Yeah, nope. you go boneless and then they yep. cart it's your you photo op time. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if there even really is a conspiracy here. I think the police kind of explained it, but well, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't actually Greta Thunberg. Oh. Maybe it was a lookalike. She, I mean, she's an alien to begin with. You just look at her. I'm like, there's something about you. Greta Thunberg. I'm not even going to give this one a rating. No, don't. This one, something's up, though. It's a million dollar idea, though. Concept market on it. We got a bunch of messages from people who said, you know she's autistic, right? That's why she it's, has the facial expressions and stuff. And I yes, was like, it's not that. It's not, I knew she was autistic. Yep. It's not that. There's mm-hmm. something else. Every story about her, there's something else. Yep. And I can't quite put my finger on it. Me neither. Like we've talked about people like, you know, Bill Clinton and and, and who are lizard people. Mm-hmm. Like she just something about I was like she might be a lizard. Per- she might. Bill just- Clinton's your example of a lizard person. Well, he's not the, the royal family. The royal family are the all ultimate lizards for sure. Lizard people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's just something about them when you when you see them the way they move, the way they <laughs> they talk, the things they talk about. There's just stuff about, like you just there's a little something like. like yeah. I know autistic people, and it's not that. That's not that. No, no. So lest anyone think we're making fun of no, a girl with autism. No, obviously here. That's not. That's not it. Yeah. It's just no something else. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Are there any TV shows that everybody else loves that you just don't like, Beckler? Yeah, I think so. Is there a major one, like one of the most popular, a Friends or a something like yeah, that? Yeah. That... Um, the Office. Uh, I could never get into the Office. I tried. Yeah. 
And I, I don't know if I was just too late to the party, if like I had already heard all of the jokes without having watched the show. Interesting. Or maybe it just wasn't my type of humor, but this is the American office. But I, yeah, uh, yeah, I just it never really clicked with me. Mm. So yeah, it's now that you mention it, I never really got into the office either. I didn't really give it a shot though. No. Yeah, it was one of those. There were so many of those shows that everybody else watched that for some reason, you know me and TV. Like I just, <laughs> I don't really watch. I I wouldn't call myself a TV watcher. I kind of just have it on in the background. It's like moving pictures, you know. The other controversial opinion I have is that. I enjoyed Breaking Bad, but I don't think it's one of the greatest shows of all time like people do. Oh, tss. I think <laughs> people just like people worship that show. And I I don't know. There were times where I was like, eh, I don't know about this. Mm. So I finished it, but I wasn't like yeah. blown away by it like some people were. So I wake up at 3.30 and before um, the news comes on, Seinfeld is always on now. Ah, and okay. I never watched Seinfeld when I was growing up. Uh, and now I've been watching it and it's grown on me a little bit. But I don't get it. I don't get why everybody loves Seinfeld. Yeah, that's another one that I, I, I gave an honest try to. Like, mm-hmm. I started at the beginning and started watching. I was like, I don't know if this is for me. And again, maybe we're just too late to the party. Maybe. And I'm saying this early enough because I don't want people to come after me for that. But I just, I don't. The other thing is, though, because of, you know, the time that it was all filmed, they didn't have cell phones. And honestly, like... Everything that happens in that show would easily be solved. It's all about miscommunication. <laughs> so if cell phones existed, when so maybe that's why I just can't suspend my disbelief enough because I'm like, if you just, it, I get so frustrated. I'm like, just phone them on your cell phone. Yeah. You know, Many comedies are based on miscommunication though. Like that, that is the entire concept of Arrested Development. This is and true. they did it really, really well. Yeah. Still funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wonder like, are there shows that I love just because of when I watch them? Maybe. You know, like that 90s show comes out today. And I was talking last week about how much I loved that 70s show growing up. Yeah. If I had never seen it and were to start watching that 70s show today, would I find it funny? Interesting. Would yeah. I find The Simpsons funny if I started watching it today? I don't know. I know. Does it have to be a certain point in your life and that's yeah. why you like it? In your own journey. In your own journey. In your development. Life. So. Okay. Well, yeah. I just uh, watched it. I was just like, I don't. I don't get it. I, I feel bad. You almost feel like a like an outsider yes. when you watch something that everybody else loves. And you're like, "What's wrong with me?" Especially why with don't something I like this as big as Seinfeld because yep. it's become such a you know a cultural institution. And if you haven't seen it, like you and I, you feel like you're missing out. Then you go back and try to go through it. I'm like, I don't think I can. Maybe I, this is just I'm just destined to to miss out on this. As a kid, I never really got into South Park, and all my friends were big South Parkers, and I would just lie. <laughs> I didn't want to admit that I didn't really like it as much as them. So I'd just be like, yeah, yeah, big fan of that show. I just wasn't allowed to watch it. So that was, the, that was my I should have used that excuse. <laughs> I'm not allowed. No. <laughs> Use that as an adult. I will. <laughs> my mom says I can't watch Seinfeld. podcast. Apparently the oldest woman in the world just died. Yeah. Her yeah. name is Sister Andre, and she was about to turn... 119. Just a few days shy of her 119th birthday. I was Holy gonna, hell. If you didn't bring this up today, I was going to talk about Sister Andre in uh, What Did You Learn Today? Because I was reading about her yesterday, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing that she, she looked... She old. That's very old. I, I was thinking about this, though. I was like, would you want to be known as the oldest woman in the world? I mean, it's impressive, yes, but I kind of wish there was almost a more positive way of saying that. Like the most mature woman in the world. Like, hey, you're the oldest woman in the world. I'd be like, yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> the, old, 
Right. The oldest woman in the whole world. I sure am. There she is. Look Woo-wee. at her. Look how old she She's, is. She old. She was old, though. I mean, she was. I think she was the fourth oldest person ever. Wow. Uh, she. Okay, this is wild. So she caught COVID uh, two oh, years yeah. ago. She was 117, survived COVID. Insane. She's the oldest COVID survivor. Yep. She also lived through the Spanish flu. Oh, my God. She survived this, the influenza epidemic in 1918. And then also the COVID pandemic. That's absolutely yeah. Isn't that nuts? That's, That's nuts. how old she was. Is she, She's so old. She brings a, a flashback, though, to a woman in Japan who I met in the Japanese onsen. And I was certain she was the oldest woman in the world. <laughs> Either her or the people at your, your church growing up. Right? <laughs> Those two. <laughs> There's some of the other oldest people absolutely. in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> I met a lot of old-ass old, old ass people. But uh, how these onsen work is you have to go in naked. So they're like hot tubs, right? So... I was completely naked and I walked past this area where apparently you're supposed to pour water on your head before going in. And I didn't know this. And this old woman saw me not do this. So she grabbed me and she too was completely naked. The oldest woman in the world, completely naked, grabs my hand. And then she, she sits me down on this chair and takes the bucket and pours water over my head. So if you can envision naked old ass woman with a bucket, and here I am, fully naked, and she's just pouring water over my head, and she can't speak English, and I can't speak Japanese, and I don't know what's going on. And her oldest woman in the world breasts were pressed against my forehead as all this is going on. I'm like, where am I? <laughs> That's where situation. am I? <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. What do you think it feels like to be 119 years old, Shauna? It must hurt. I don't think it would be, you know... Not comfortable? Not comfortable. No. Like, do you feel like the last leaf hanging onto a tree in the fall where it's just like, the slightest breeze will be the end of me? Right? Like, I don't... Although, geez, some people you see who are, you know, really old and they are moving just, just perfect. Yeah. Like, it's... But at 119, like, I don't care how well you took care of yourself, how well preserved you are. Your mind is still there and your body is like, frig off, I'm done. Okay. (laughs) Like, I want to rest now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's even like I've, this week I've been having pain in my knee when I descend the stairs Mm. and I was looking it up. I was like, what could that be? Because I've had all kinds of knee issues. I've had surgeries and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's probably the cartilage worn out Mm. between your kneecap and the knee. And I was like, but I'm 33. Like that's, that's a long time to go with this shitty knee. I know. So she's a, if you live to be as old as her, you would be, you'd have how many years left? 80 some years to go. Jesus. No, I don't. We talked about this before. I do not. I do not want to live to be that long. I don't. That is. Yeah, like you must just feel like a ghost almost at that point. Although my friend's grandma is 103. Yeah, and she's still just motoring. Like (laughs) it's crazy. We really. I mean, our quality of life has expanded beyond what it used to be for sure. But yeah, you hit a certain point, and I'd be like, I'm done. Like this woman still walks and everything at 103. Yeah, like she's moving around at her own weight. Totally. Yeah, my my other wow. friend's grandma actually she she wouldn't be ninety three. She'd be up there though. Hmm. Well, she yeah she'd be in her nineties and she still lives alone. She gardens. She huh. like walks to the grocery store and grabs her own groceries all the time. So it's crazy. Like, I think for a lot, many of those people, like the w- there'll be a steep drop off when it does happen. Yeah, like it happens quick. Yeah, just I think it's like, just that's and, old and like just don't stop moving. That's the. The number one thing, I think. Like, Death can't catch you yes. if you don't sit still. Just keep moving. Just Death keep is real slow, okay? It comes for you real. It's, it's your your <laughs> grandma on her walker is still faster than death. The other thing I thought of is, okay, so now that 
what Sister Andre has passed. Yep. I think that the oldest living person now is a Spanish woman who's yep. 115. The oldest woman ever was 122. So imagine being 115 and thinking like, if I were to break the record, I have seven years left. That's got to be a very odd feeling too. Mm-hmm. I know. Once you get past a certain age, it's just like, what the frick? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Every day you wake up, you're like, Jesus, I'm still here. This is shocking. <laughs> you know where it would be a good place to wake up when you're 119 going, what the hell's wrong with me? Is the new community in Midtown. The new I'm leaving com- all this in. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop laughing. I can't even take myself seriously. The new Midtown community in Airdrie. There are three product types, paired homes, laned homes, and single-family front-drive homes. There's also... Uh... Still rolling. You got this. <laughs> Basically, what we're trying to tell you, Shane Homes builds all types of homes in this new community of Midtown and Airdrie. Centrally located. Lots of amenities. It's community with the central ponds and walking bridges yeah. for your ancient ass self to walk across the bridge. And you're still walking at that time. I, I hope, I'm sure you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in a Shane Holmes paired home. I mean, if you're 115, you're probably not hearing much anyway. Although, it, it's... But... Do you want me to yell it instead? Yeah. You know where you could? <laughs> I'm just kidding. For our super centenarian audience, I don't huh? think we have many of those. No. Uh, for more info, shanehomes.com. Slash communities. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. And Shauna podcast. I don't know how closely you follow the news, but uh, this week, all of a sudden, alcohol is public enemy number one, uh-huh. isn't it? Yeah. So this was based off the new guidelines that uh, have come down in Canada on what's considered low risk drinking. It used to be ten drinks per week for women, fifteen per men. Mm-hmm. It's now down to two drinks per week. Yeah. If you want to stay low risk. Uh, and this is based off all this new research that links alcohol to a bunch of different types of cancer and cardiovascular disease. Um, it's a, uh, it's wild because we're. I think we're seeing a dramatic shift right in front of our eyes here. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting because uh, all of a sudden, as you said, it's just coming out of nowhere. Do you think we'll ever see a day? I was thinking about this yesterday as I was reading through some of the articles and stuff. Do you think we'll ever see a day when alcohol is as frowned upon? And- as smoking is now? Like almost, like very few people smoke anymore. Yep. And people have no problem telling you exactly what they think about smoking. Like smoking is definitely more dangerous than drinking. Obviously, I understand there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of harm that can be done from from drinking. Do we know that? I I guess not. I mean. Because they didn't even factor in a lot of like the social harms, I think. Yeah. I mean, I I I, th- I know that there is more of a direct, you know. I I think they do know that smoking is more harmful than than alcohol. But I mean, there was a time when our research on smoking was in its infancy too. Yeah, and we were just learning. So I'm I'm wondering if we're at that moment right now with alcohol. But drinking has we- been around since the dawn of time. Whereas smoking, it was seen as healthy at first until all of a sudden they started seeing, okay, wait, there's a lot of of things to go along with this. But until just recently, we thought moderate drinking was healthy too. Yeah. Right. Glass mm-hmm. of wine with supper, it's good for you. Yeah, and some people I think still do. This study is showing differently. It's interesting because I I found this Twitter thread from a man who's a he calls himself a medical historian, um, and he is a director of Center for Canadian Studies at Brock. But um, he was talking about this, and he says there are some overly strict 
data exclusion that was used. Like the criteria was very specific and seemed to exclude a lot of things that skewed the data a little bit. So he was criticizing the research itself that brought us to these new guidelines. He was. Um, And then he was talking about how all this research comes from what he called harm-oriented researchers. Okay. So people who are going out looking for... Yes. For the harm rather than... And he was also talking about how some of the things like, okay, it says you have twice the likelihood of this type of cancer. Mm -hmm. He said, well... Uh, that might be true, but if it started as a 0.0000003% chance of cancer and then it jumps to 0.00006, yeah. it's still a very low risk. But these are the things that are being skewed a little bit in the study. Right. And I mean, we know that like data can be fudged and yep. people can make numbers do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I mean, we even know that younger people now don't drink as much. Yeah. I know. It's just, it's become and, not as, it's not as cool as yeah. it used to be. Yeah. And I'm wondering if we're ever going to see a day 30, 40, 50 years from now when drinking is just frowned upon. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the alcohol lobby is going to resist that obviously, totally. right? Cause that's big, big business. So is tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also like, there's, there's the social aspect of drinking too, where no one ever would be like, Hey, do you want to meet later for a dart? Right. Yeah. Want to go out for a couple darts? I mean, I'm. Smokers well, say that to each other, but I mean, it wasn't yeah. a social thing, right? It wasn't like I think hey, it was over. though. Was like totally like out in in events and aside stuff. Aside from drinking, yeah. people ever come over and just sit around and smoke? Maybe I don't know. I wasn't around back then. Yeah, I mean, people used to smoke in their houses, so they I think they were just smoking all the time <laughs> yeah, back then. Okay, maybe right? I'm wrong about that. I don't know, I, but it's an intriguing question for sure. Because as you said, a lot less people are drinking now, and we're a lot more health conscious than we used to be. So. Then a study like this comes out and... And I know more and more people all the time who are just not, not drinking, drinking yep. almost at all, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe we're maybe we're seeing a major shift here or yeah. maybe we're not. I mean, there's still a ton of advertising. Drinking is pretty hardwired into, yep. into many of us, so... Perhaps maybe there will be a shift toward as much binge drinking. Yeah, more Maybe it'll be a lot more drinking. social. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A friend just posted this photo of a sweet Rise Against tattoo that he just got. Oh, cool. What's the tattoo of? Uh, it's just their logo. The um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's the classic. Oh, yeah, yeah. The heart and the fist. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. So very it's cool. Very neat. Um, but it got me thinking about if I were to get a band tattoo, what I would get. Ooh, good question. And of course, I have a couple tattoos, so I don't know if this is going to be lost on you because I know you don't have tattoos, but have you ever considered? Well, I was actually tattoo? just recently thinking about maybe getting some tattoos. Oh. Yeah, my brother got a, got a couple that I thought were pretty cool, and I was like, huh, maybe I should reconsider. Begla being cheeky over there, thinking of some <laughs> tattoos. Is there anything band related that you'd ever consider? It's funny you bring this up because okay. my favorite band of all time, Dredge, mm-hmm. just released this coffee table book. Of, it's a collection of all their work throughout the year. Yep. And my buddy Mike, who was one of the guys who introduced me to this band, his legs are in the book. Oh, wow. Because he's got two dredge tattoos on his calves, and he sent in a photo, and it made this book. So well, that's awesome. Leg, <laughs> Mike's legs are in the book. Very cool. So, so I was like, well, maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like their symbol, because they've been my favorite band since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that same vein, Smashing Pumpkins, you know, just the heart with the SP inside, it's pretty simple, but I, I have thought of getting that one before, and only because... The Pumpkins were kind of the first band that was rock 
that I ever listened to. Okay. So it got Let's... me into being a fan of rock and alt rock. Uh, before that, my sister listened to a whole bunch of pop. So that's what I was kind of exposed to. And I was like, no. And then I listened to Smashing Puppets. I was like, that's what I like. They set that you on kind of your path. So, yeah, because of that, I was considering. It is cool, too. I mean, the, I'm just looking at it. I'd never seen the Smashing Pumpkins logo before. But, like, you wouldn't know unless you knew. Yeah. Which is it's also kind of signals to other fans. Like, yep. I saw a dude the other day at the gym who had... Uh, there's this the, the album In the Aeroplane Over the Sea by Neutral Milk Hotel there's this like girl on the front and he had yep. a tattoo of that and I was like I'm probably one of the few people that would recognize what that tattoo is totally so it's kind of cool hey if it's yep. like really obscure like that yes definitely uh, another one and this is just super simple but I thought of getting 1111 in like the analog clock Ah. And just from Arkells, um, but my boyfriend and I have this inside joke kind of with 1111 where it's always kind of sarcastic, but, you know, mm -hmm. talk to each other when 1111 pops up. And then my first concert back after the pandemic was Arkells and him and I went to see it. And like both of us, our favorite concert, I think, ever. Yeah. And you're a big Arkells fan. Big you have Arkells been forever. Fan. So and again, just like little simple, quiet and people wouldn't know. You know, they'd probably just be like, oh, 11, 11. Okay, cool. But if you were an Arkells fan, you'd think, is yeah. that? Is so that? I actually saw a couple people because I looked into this and I was like, I wonder if anybody else has done that. And of course, I'm sure they have. But there's two people who did 11, 11 and then the other was 1234. Oh, which is even more. Because right, that's the next line, the right? The next line in the song. <laughs> so then you could match them up and you could have couples matching. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So one of our radio friends posted a photo of this new deodorant flavor that just came out. And the flavor is sneakers and cookies. Okay. Which What does that smell like? Well, it's a bit of an odd flavor for a deodorant, if you ask me. I was just like, well, at least it's kind of honest, though, because... When you use the product, it probably does smell a bit like that, like the sweetness of the cookies, but also the faint smell of sneakers. Because deodorant, I mean, it doesn't entirely eliminate the scent of your sweat. It right? does its best. It masks it more so than that. Or is it meant to be like new sneakers? Oh, like maybe. Like a desirable scent. Okay, perhaps. Because actual sneakers... And cookies. I mean, there's a lot going on there. I mean, to be there's fair, like new sneakers, though, don't have an overwhelmingly intense scent and even then is it that what you want to smell like necessarily it's a good smell okay but i yeah maybe not what you what a person would want to smell like no it got me thinking about what other honest deodorant scents might be though like what we could perhaps you know have as the real sense like coconut breeze and bo by lady speedstick lavender and teen anxiety by secret curried roses by dove Sandalwood and Dump by Gillette. I had Sandalwood and Stank Cheese by Degree, which is very similar. <laughs> Summer Bum by Speedstick. Onions Wrapped in Fresh Laundry by Nivea. Freshly Laundered Feet by Arm and Hammer. Wolfthorn and Broccoli Farts by Old Spice. 3 a.m. Uber. By Axe. Oh, God. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was hanging out with a buddy the other day who I hadn't seen for a while. Yeah. And he was telling me this story that happened recently to him. And he, this is maybe a cautionary tale, but he was, he was out for dinner, I think. And then he was driving back to his place and he was pulled over um, by the RCMP, I think, because he lives just outside of, just on the edge of town. And uh, they gave him a breathalyzer and he blew 0 .04, which is under the legal limit. Right. Um, but the officer said, I can smell alcohol in your breath, so I'm giving you a 24-hour suspension and impounding your, your your vehicle. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Even though he blew under. Interesting. Yeah. So I was looking at the, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that could happen. Like, no. I thought you had to blow over in order to, to get this. And he said, no, it's, I guess it's at the officer's discretion if they have reasonable grounds to suspect that you've been drinking. Oh. So okay. I, I was looking at the Alberta government's website uh, on their impaired driving laws. And yeah, like they, could, they consider it to be a, a warning. Is it 0.05? And that's when you get the 24-hour suspension. Um, and I don't know how their breathalyzers work. But they, they the, the language they use on the Alberta government's website is 50 milligrams of alcohol per 100 milliliters of blood, which works out to 0.05. So that'd be the cutoff for a warning. Mm. Um, but if it does say that if the if the officer has any reason to suspect that you're under the influence of drugs or alcohol, they can give you a suspension just based on their discretion. I wonder if he was doing something else or so, there was something else that... He was just like, yeah. No, he 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 said he Weird. wasn't. Yeah, he said he was stopped in a in a roundabout, I think, and he had to. So his vehicle was impounded. He had to get a ride home. Didn't have his wow license. It ended up costing him about fifteen hundred bucks. He said, "All said and done." Holy hell! And uh, I was like, "Well, did you consider like appealing it to going to court and like pleading your side of it?" And he said, "He's got a really good job." And he's like, "It would have cost me more probably to to miss a day of work." Right. Than, to go through that. So, yeah, I didn't know that, that either. I didn't huh. either. Yeah. And I mean, 0. 0.04 isn't much. So yeah. now he's like, he's like, if I'm driving at all, he's like, I won't have a drink, you know? Jeez. So something to think about, because yep. I, I thought you had to be, I, like I knew 0. 0.05 was a was a suspension, right? Yeah. And then 0. 0.08 is a, is a DUI. Yeah. But I didn't know that if you were under that mm. and they smell alcohol or suspect at all, they can suspend your license for the day. So something to consider Definitely. if you are out for a drink with, for, for dinner and you have a drink with dinner, something to consider on the drive Maybe don't home. drink and drive at all, yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Would you ever consider sleeping in a different bed from McKenna Beckler? Mm, Especially with our weird schedules. We don't really have any issues sleeping. Oh, that's so, good. So, I mean, if, if something came up, yeah, if one of us couldn't sleep, then we might consider it. But yeah. um, we also have a king-size bed, which is basically like sleeping in two different this beds. This is true. She's so far away from me in the nights. Like, I know. It's funny because <laughs> it's something that a lot of couples are considering now is sleeping in separate beds. And it's because they sleep better that way. And a lot of the new houses even have separate master bedrooms. Two it's master true. bedrooms so that you can have your own entire bedroom Mm-hmm. As couples. Your own bathroom. Yeah. Getting up, turning on the light doesn't bother the other person. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Like, obviously, my boyfriend and I sleep in different beds because we're long distance right now. But uh, when we were together, I don't think that would fly with him. He's a big cuddler. Ah. Uh, I don't think yeah. he'd want that. In <laughs> fact, when we go out like to a hotel or something and there's a king-size bed and we don't see each other, he kind of gets mad about it. He's like, where are you? <laughs> Digging through the bed. Are you over there somewhere? They are huge beds. They are yeah. absolutely massive. But it's it's nice because if you do have like if you do have issues sleeping, you can get far enough away from your partner that yep. you don't really notice them. And to be honest with my boyfriend, like he sometimes he'll come here and I'll be working the next morning and he'll get home really late. Yeah. And he will sleep in another bed because I have a hard enough time getting to sleep to begin with. So he's like, I don't want to wake you up and like disturb you as I crawl into bed. Yeah. He's also not the most quiet of people. So, yeah, it's very nice. But. Here's what I've, I've heard. This is a real game changer, too. Separate duvets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll see lots of, like, like two twin duvets on a, mm-hmm. on a king bed. So that each, somebody doesn't hog all the covers. Right. And the other one's freezing. Can't even pull the, the covers off each other. And if you want to cover, you just cover or cuddle, you just combine them. Right? Yeah. You just 
So. That's an intriguing thing as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Also, like on a king size bed, you almost need two duvets. Which one? Because the one is just massive. Just gets so heavy. You're like, whoa! <laughs> I can't even lug this thing. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I went for a massage last week, Beckler, and and there was a kid there getting a massage. A child. A child. How old? Uh, I'm so bad with ages. Like eight or nine, wow. maybe. Wow. Okay. Like pretty young. And I looked at this child, I was like, geez, that's, what a fun way to spend a family, it was with mom, I guess. Yeah. And I was just like, that's shocking. But is this something that's going to happen more, I'm wondering? I think massage feels good for everybody. Have Did you ever get a massage when you were younger? Yeah, I went for a massage at my mom's insistence one time when I was, I don't know, maybe 12. Oh. And I went to see this woman, Wanda, and she beat me up so bad. Oh, yeah. I was in so much pain. That I didn't go for another massage until just a few years ago, actually. You'd think that she'd know to be a little nicer on the children, no? <sighs> or maybe I, I, I didn't have the... I wasn't assertive enough and should have said, like, hey, that's too much pressure. I was just like, oh, I guess this is what massage is. Maybe. And I was in so much pain the whole time. I was, like, dripping in sweat. Mm. I was, like, gripping the table and just trying to, like, <laughs> try not to cry. Maybe you're just a little bit of a puss and it was just, you know, <laughs> just like, oh, all the other kids handled it fine. <laughs> and then here you are, like... What's wrong with this child? It might have been that. Yeah. It might have been that. But, I just uh, massaged an eight-year-old and he was totally fine with way harder. It turned me off massage for wow. years and years. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Is there specialized children mas- masseuses? I Is don't that Massage therapists who specialize in children? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's mean, a big enough a thing yet. but Especially if you're like an active little kid. Totally. Probably feel great. Makes sense. I got my very first massage ever when I was 31, I think. Uh, it was just, just a couple recently. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't know why I haven't done this more. Yeah. You're like, what have I? I've been missing this all along. Yeah. I could have gotten a child masseuse. Could have yeah. gotten Wanda. <laughs> you could have had Wanda. I could have shown you what back. I was made of. <laughs> You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X 92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use.